last night put the heavy on me Woke up and I'm feeling lonely This world got a way of showing me Some days it'll lift you up Some days it'll call you bluff Man, most of my days I ain't got enough Welcome to episode 5 of Unknown Christian Soldiers. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with a prayer. Father God, we come before you and ask your blessing and your guidance during this podcast. Lord, we pray that you will come into our hearts and our minds and help guide us into what needs to be said and needs to be done during this time period. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Uh, this is going to be at least a two-part podcast. Um, it's just a lot to cover in these verses we're going to cover and some other things today. Now, I do uh, I do want to bring up a few things. Uh, I thought we'd start off today with some headlines. Now, I'm, I'm only going to read the headlines of these stories, and you're going to ask, well, why are you doing that? Why are you only reading the headlines to the stories and not going into them? Well, I want to engage you to go out and do some research. You're going to hear some headlines. You're going to say, well, I haven't heard that. I didn't see that. I haven't had that come up in the news where I'm at. And that's part of the reason why I want to get you engaged in this, because you're going to see that there's a lot of stuff you probably aren't hearing about because the mainstream media, the mainstream news doesn't put these headlines out there. They don't put these stories out there. So what I want to do now is just read a few out there to you, hopefully engage some of your interests, get you thinking, and maybe get you out there looking at some of these stories and trying to see what they're about. So... <clears throat> Uh, Facebook apologizes after banning Franklin Graham for hate speech. New Christian in Uganda loses family and plantation for leaving Islam. Apple removes Christian app for being anti-gay. Uh, here's a good headline. This is, for those of you who aren't aware of what's going on in China, China is making some policy and political moves right now that are shutting down churches and you know one of these headlines is we will not forfeit our faith says chinese christians whose church was closed um here's another good one right here uh tsunami kills 430 in indonesia the government prepares for a possible second uh so that's something you want to have some people in your prayers about right there. Some families, a lot of devastation over there. Uh, six Christians injured in stoning of Christmas service in Burma. All right, uh, Burma is a, a very rough area. In fact, I don't even believe it's called Burma anymore. Um, but uh, it's a rough area over there. Um, for survivor of attack on Christians in Nigeria, a lonely Christmas is a lot of attacks on in Christian groups over there in those areas. So you can see there's a, there's a lot of different headlines here that where there's things going on around the world that you may not be aware of. There's things that you may not realize are going on. You know, especially if you're listening to this and you're in America or in, uh, or in Canada or something like that. Honestly, honestly, we, we think we have persecution here. And we do to an extent. I mean, there, you're starting to see a change in tide here. You're starting to see some things change here in America. But overall... Uh, we do not have the kind of persecution that you see in other areas where people lose their family. When I say lose their family, I mean you're either in prison away from your family or your family's killed. 
Uh, you lose your family. You lose your home. You lose your possessions, your children. Um, there is some horrible, horrible persecution in these areas, yet these Christians still stand strong. So that's something that I want you to keep you guys to keep in your prayers, keep in your thoughts, and get informed. Get out there and get beyond the mainstream, the, the, the CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all that, regardless of your political affiliation. Um, get beyond all that. Get to the headlines that no one's talking about. Get to the stories no one's talking about that, that really show you what's going on. Uh, a lot of times you don't hear those stories over here because they don't, they don't sell advertisements, they don't sell newspapers, they don't sell magazines. You know, so it's because it's something that's happening somewhere else and it's been happening for so long that people just ignore it now. Uh, don't be someone that ignores it. Know what's going on out there with our Christian brothers and sisters. All right, so uh, for those of y'all listening in uh, on Anchor, I know there's other other uh, venues that we're out on. I know uh, I think we're out on iTunes and some other stuff. But um, for those of you listening on Anchor, you know, don't hesitate to send me in some questions. And I want to pose a question to you. Me and my, a friend of mine had a long philosophical discussion about Job. And something else too. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna make a few quick statements on this, and I'm hoping y'all will shoot in your thoughts, your opinions, etc. Because again, I want to get you engaged. The whole point of this isn't just from you to turn on this podcast and listen to me run my mouth. You know, the point of this is to get you engaged, to get you thinking, to get you doing reading and research, etc. So um, we had a discussion about Joe. And I even brought in a third person on this discussion too, and talked to them on the side about it. And it's hard. It's it's hard, especially for someone that, especially someone that might be a new Christian or an old girl. You know, someone's been a Christian for years. It's, it's it can be difficult for all of us to think about this. Let's talk about what happened to Job. You know, Job lost everything, and and my friend he has a real hard time swallowing the why it had to happen. And, you know, when I discussed it with someone else, they say, well, God knew Job was strong and he could handle it. He could go through it. And, you know, and God blessed him moreover afterwards. And, and yes, that's true. But just because Job could handle it, why did he have to go through it? And that's the question I want to pose to you guys. I want to get you guys to uh, leave me messages, write in whatever it is. You know, send that information into me via the app. And uh, let's get some discussion going here. Um, the other one being free will. Does God ever affect free will in certain ways? And I don't believe God does, uh, but I do believe God will keep putting circumstances in your life to direct you where he needs you. For example, let's take a look at Jonah. Jonah wasn't going to Nineveh, but in the end, God made sure Jonah went to Nineveh. One way or another, Jonah was going to Nineveh. Uh, so is that a form of affecting free will? Or is that simply God keep changing your circumstances to get you where he needs you? You know, what is what is your opinions on that? What are your thoughts on that? And I'll actually probably at some point way on down the road, I'll try to do a podcast on that, that my personal thoughts and research on that. But again, getting people engaged, getting people involved, get in the Bible, get in the word, get in your concordances, you know, get out there, do your research and let us know. You know, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know and back it up with scripture. That's what I want to see. You know, I hate say, hey, here's my opinion, this, this, and this, and here's my biblical scripture to back it up, this, this, and this. Okay. Be careful about taking scriptures that I reference. 
or out of uh, context. I know we we all like to quote individual scriptures because we like to memorize those. It's easy, but at the same time, though, um, use the whole context. You know, don't don't pull that one scripture out of its context and try to make it say something that doesn't. So, you know, do the research, back it up with scripture, send it in to me. Let's get some discussion going. All right, now let's go ahead and read our verses for today. Uh, again, we're going to continue in Proverbs 11. Uh, and then here in Proverbs 11, let's start off with verse 4. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Verse 5, the righteousness of the blameless makes a straight way for them, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. When a wicked man dies, his hope perishes. All he expected from his power comes to nothing. Verse 8, the righteous man is rescued from trouble, and it comes on the wicked instead. Alright, so you hear a couple words there continuously. Um, righteous, righteousness. You know, if we continue on into verses 9 and 10, um, you're going to see again the word righteous over and over again. And you're going to hear wicked. Um, in verse 4, it talks about wrath. You know, wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. So I wanted to start by breaking this verse down a little bit. Um, you know, later on, you're going to see some other stuff about wrath and other parts of the Bible. So I wanted to really get over there and see, you know, what does the Bible really say about wrath? What What is wrath really all about? You know, sometimes we we may not have a full idea of, of what it is and why it's there. Okay, um, a lot of people use this as a way of just saying, hey, the, the Bible is just full of God being angry and hateful and condemning people. And if you only focus on those parts of the Bible, then yeah, it's going to look like that. However, um, my Bible has a couple supporting verses there. Let's kind of get into those real quick right here. Some references to that uh, verse 4. Job 2020, Surely he will have no respite from his craving. He cannot save himself by his treasure. Uh, Proverbs 10.2, Ill-gotten treasures are of no value, but righteousness delivers from death. Again, uh, those are uh, talking about what you have, the, the physical things that you have are of no real value to you. It's it's all about being righteous before God. And of course, our righteousness is but filthy rags before God. It's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You know, our faith in Christ's sacrifice, His resurrection, it's our faith in that, that we are justified, that we are made righteous through that. Um, so, but... We have to look at the flip side of the coin. We have righteousness and we have the wrath. All right, so let's explore that definition of wrath. In Revelation chapter 6 and in Zephaniah, Zephaniah hopefully I can pronounce that correctly, uh, chapter 1, uh, wrath is the wrath of the Lamb. Okay, so if you go over there and you take a look at those verses, uh, you're going to see some good references to that. Again, getting you engaged here, open up your Bible, get in there, get into Revelation chapter 6, get into Zephaniah chapter 1. Uh, read those. Take a look at them. See what they say. Okay. Uh, also, a good article that I found here that I'm going to read here in just a moment um, breaks it down as well. Um, it was actually written by a guy named Joseph Schumann. 
all right uh, and he actually wrote this article and it appears on a website called desiringgod.org uh, and actually uh, the title of it is called five truths about the wrath of God now uh, from my understanding about Joseph Schumann uh, he did graduate from seminary he lives somewhere in Arkansas I don't know if he's active in ministry but he apparently does do some writings okay um, so but he made five points and I'm going to kind of break down those five points and I'm going to give you some verse references here to that he uses to back up these points. I think he does a pretty decent job of that. But again, I'm going to give you these verses because I want to get you engaged. I want you to get out there. I want you to open up these verses, read these verses, you know, make this decision. Hey, does this verse really back up what he's saying here? All right. So number one, God's wrath is just, okay. It's, it's, you know, if you look at the reference verses there, Romans 2, 5, okay? God's wrath then is in the proportion to man's sinfulness. So God's wrath is in proportion to man's sinfulness, okay? It's God's judgment revealed. So it's just in the fact that um, man is sinful. If man is sinful and he's not righteous, if he doesn't live up to that standard, which none of us do, then the punishment or the wrath that comes upon us is justified. There's only one perfect being that's ever walked the face of the earth, and that was Christ himself um, as a human. Now, there's only one perfect human that's ever walked the face of the earth, and that was Christ. Okay, I know in uh, Genesis it talks about God coming down and then walking in the garden, etc. Okay, but um, the only human being that's ever walked this earth was, was Christ when he came down fully God, fully man here on earth, and he lived a, a perfect sin-free life. Uh, but for the rest of us, we can't do that. We don't have the ability to do that. You know, we have a sinful nature. So therefore, because of our sin, because of the things that we bring out, uh, you know, God's wrath is just. God's wrath is to be feared. Uh, you know, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. Okay, then you have the Roman road. Okay, and Romans 5.1, Jeremiah 32.17, and Matthew 25.46. Get into those verses right there. And it's going to break down the fact that we deserve wrath and God is powerful enough to deliver it. We deserve it and God can bring it upon us. So, you know, you know point two of the five points he was making is God's wrath is to be feared. Uh, number three, God's wrath is consistent in both the Old and New Testament. And that's where you see a lot of people say, well, God seems to make this change in himself uh, between the Old and New Testament. Well, no, look at your references. You know, Jeremiah 30, 23. Uh, Romans 1.18, Revelation 19.15. It kind of boils down to uh, this quote. God must act. And this is a quote out of the uh, the article itself. God must act justly and judge sin. Otherwise, God would not be God. You know, it is in God's makeup. It's in who he is uh, to, to judge sin, uh, to act justly. Uh, in fact, I had uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, I had a sergeant major that said uh, he punishes those who do wrong for those who are doing the right thing. It's it's unfair to these people who go out there and do the right thing that the wicked or those who do don't do what they're supposed to do go unpunished. Okay. Um, number four, point four, he makes is God's wrath is His love and action against sin. Okay. Um. Again, God must act justly and judge sin. Otherwise, God would not be God. Um, 
Number five, God's wrath is satisfied in Christ. All right. In saving us from his own wrath, God has done what we could not do, and he has done what we did not deserve. So again, we have these these points he's making about how we deserve wrath, and, and God can deliver this wrath, and it's it's in it's who God is that he must do this. Um, and then in the end, you know, Schumann comes in and says, but you know what? God's wrath is satisfied in Christ. That sacrifice that Christ made for us, his death and resurrection um, satisfies that and it covers our sins. Okay, because of Christ, God can rightly call sinners justified, and you can reference that from First Timothy one fifteen and Romans three twenty six. Okay, um, and you can think about Charles. I don't know if you know who Charles Wesley is. You know Charles Wesley. He wrote over like sixty five hundred hymns, and he was the leader of the the Methodist movement. Um, but he said something I wanted to interject here because it seemed it seemed to make sense. Um, and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain? For me who him to death pursued? Amazing love, how can it be that thou my God shouldest die for me? And I know there's a, there's a modern song uh, that's out that actually has a basically a, a modern vernacular of that right there um, it talks about how can God love us so much that we would that he would die for us you know um, that's hard to say you know I'd, uh, we obviously don't deserve it I know I don't deserve it okay I know I don't deserve God's God's love I don't deserve God's grace I don't deserve Christ's sacrifice for me I don't at all um, but he sent his son to die for us Christ came down willingly and sacrificed himself to cover our sins so that we could be justified and that God's wrath could be satisfied in Christ's sacrifice for us and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain. For me whom him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou my God shouldst die for me? Again, it's, it's something amazing that we don't deserve. It's a gift. You know, looking at... Christmas was just here, you know. We look at gift giving. We look at handing out all these gifts and everything. Um, Christmas has kind of moved beyond, for most people, and I'm, don't get me wrong, for us Christians it's not, but for the rest of the world, Christmas has moved beyond what it, what it was meant to be. It's moved to handing out presents and, and reindeer and, and Santa Claus, and I just... We need to remember what Christmas is. Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Christ here on earth. And for those of us who who celebrate it in that way, you know, we see things differently. 
Um, I'm not saying it's bad to hand out gifts or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I, I have kids and I give gifts to them. However, we need to focus on what it's actually about. You know, next year at Christmas time, you know, we all need to get out there and I challenge you to get out there and, and make it about Christ. You know, I know we hang the decorations, but don't hesitate to, to put up the other things that actually focus on Christ. You know, put out the nativity scene. Um, put out the the things in your lights that may speak of Christ or speak of the birth of the King. You know, those things right there are are what it's really about. Um, so I'm going to leave you with that for today. Um, don't hesitate to send me questions that you have, and. Again, we talked mostly about wrath today. We're going to get into the other half of that verse. Again, verse 4, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. So again, having wealth, having possessions, having gold, having land, having those things doesn't do anything for you in the day of wrath, okay? In the day of God's punishment. But we are made justified through Christ's sacrifice for us. Uh, we are made whole, we are made clean through his cleansing blood. Um, and so next time I'm going to get into the other part of that verse and the other verses where we kept hearing that word righteousness and righteous. Let's break down that. Let's see where that's found in the Bible. Let's, let's look at some references for that. Um, I may get a little deeper into that, uh, spend a little more time on that because there's a lot more to break down there. Um, but again, for any comments, questions, you know, if you're using that Anchor app especially, you know, don't hesitate to send me those in and uh, we'll get those looked at. We'll get those some of those on the air and get some opinions in there. And again, uh, let's back that up with some scripture because sometimes what we've been taught our whole life is tradition but not truth. And that's something that I've struggled with um, is I get fed traditional things that the church believes but when you go to back it up in the Bible, you can't really back it up there. I mean, there might be some some hints or some vague uh, annotations of it, but it's the truth, the true hardcore solid foundation of that, of what you're trying to say just sometimes isn't there. It's just something you've always been taught, but it's, it's not actually there. So, um, again, thank you guys for listening. God bless.